1: Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, friend, I'm Steve here. And Larson. And welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro-wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Steve Larson, and available wherever fine podcasts are. If you're on the iOS podcast app, be sure to leave a rating or a review. It really helps us in the charts. And of course, if you're on YouTube, hit uh, subscribe and notify. Yes. A little bell. I think there's still a notify bell. There's still a notify bell? I don't know. Make sure we have audio. We have audio. Sounds like Bobby Roode. We yeah. have audio. All right. Hi, That's everybody.
2: Good. How are you all
1: doing today? Hope you guys are doing good. And, of course, go to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steve and Larson if you want to support the show and uh, catch. So we're doing this live stream here for a Hell in a Cell because it's a Monday show. We always do our Monday shows live for everybody. Correct. But if you want this uh, live streaming experience uh, for the Raw Recap, Smackdown Recap, and NXT 205 Live Recaps, uh, you get to $5 a month and you get all those live streams Every single week. And you also get access to... Ooh, forgot about that today. we got to shoot non-news. Oh, yeah. Do you have, have notes? Non-news. Of course not. It's non-news. I don't have notes for non-news. All right. It's a really great show. We're also at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash going in. We've got plenty of good designs there. Some, I might say, are great designs. Yeah, those are pretty good ones. Yeah. And then we're gonna do more. Also, yeah, soon. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's talk about this Hell in a Cell, Larson. It was uh, it was a fun show. Um, I-, I thought this was I I don't have like a rundown of like a uh, pay per views for the year, but this was one of the better ones for sure. Yeah, it was. We're <laughs> we're in October, and this is definitely this was definitely a standout show. Definitely in terms of just uh, the quality of the individual matches. Yeah, I kind of felt like it was a takeover. Like, you know how takeovers, like these days, kind of have so-so builds, and then they always put on amazing pay-per-views yeah, or yeah, shows? Yeah. Um, it kind of felt like that, because the build to, to Hell in a Cell, I was very underwhelmed by. Um, and, uh, and
2: Well, I thought the uh, the build-up for the Shane-Kevin uh, Owens match was good. The New Day and Usos,
1: mm-hmm, Yeah. their feud has been awesome. That Yeah, you know, that, that feud's been fantastic. Felt like, the AJ, Corbin, Ty thing was interesting. It wasn't terrible. Yeah. It wasn't great. SmackDown just has not been on a great roll lately in keeping their weekly show every Tuesday like you know tight and entertaining. And I felt like there's been especially in the case of Dolph Ziggler, especially in the case of the world title scene there with Jinder Mahal and Shinsuke Nakamura, so much of it has felt repetitive. And when those segments go as long as they do, it brings the entire show down. And so SmackDown, in my eyes, hasn't been uh, as good as Raw lately, which is kind of a turnaround from um, how it had been up until a couple months ago. Yes. Um, And so maybe part of it is expectations were low, but a big part of it was there was just some plain good wrestling and some good storytelling and some really, really good storytelling um, almost across the board. Uh, with a, a couple exceptions, and the reason why those exceptions stand out so much...
2: It's just because, not necessarily they were bad in their own right, I don't think, but just that it not really hold a candle to some of the other matches right, that yeah, yeah, happened.
1: Yeah, The yeah. bar was set uh, pretty high
2: very you early are. on. Very early on in the show.
1: Uh, yeah, let's talk about the pre-show first, um, and we'll talk about our predictions as well within the see. context of the results. What came to fruition? Uh, Hype Bros took on Hype Bro took on uh, Gable and Benjamin. They they Gable and Benjamin they've not really been seen that much Mm-mm. lately. They sort of put them together. I I, I I'm not going to keep on going back to our fantasy booking suggestion of but uh, it's good. But it's a really good one. Shelton Benjamin coming in as a heel, teaming with Gable and Kurt Angle's kid. Um, the, the American Alpha to be a heel faction with mm-hmm. the New Day. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great idea. That would be, but that would be good. So I'm not gonna go would back. Have been to good. It, and I just did. What we got instead is Gable and Benjamin. You know, maybe they're just keeping them off TV while they figure out their tag team chemistry. Well, I think in ring because what we've seen on TV has been a little rusty in terms of the chemistry. A little bit, yeah.
2: But I, I think they're further uh, along. Just
1: getting to know you. I think they're further along in terms
2: of their in ring work as opposed to their character work. Their, their character work is non-existent. Yeah, they're, me they're, they're, me. there is
1: nothing. I mean, they pretty oh, yeah. pretty
2: quickly they they managed to to devise a, a, a team finisher mm-hmm. that's not bad. Yeah, Some kind of power bomb, yeah. bulldog type yeah. deal. That's okay. It's,
1: it's honestly, it's just been the little things. Yeah. It hasn't been like the big picture stuff. It's been the little. It things. feels
2: like their sorry, I mean, interrupt you. Um, their matches feel like uh, just uh. One on one matches is kind of crammed together in one match because yeah, yeah, like yeah, Gable yeah. comes in, he does his thing. He tags in uh, yeah. Benjamin, he does his thing. Yeah. And the only time they really work together for the most part is when they do their
1: finisher. It kind of just exposes how, how underrated I guess, or how much tag chemistry really needs to be developed over time. You can't just stick two guys together and expect them. I mean, even Hype Bro had their NXT run. To really develop that chemistry, like you need to, you need time to develop that stuff. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you, you look at like Heath Slater and Rhino. That's kind of a, a different, like that's that's kind of the exception that proves the rule because they had really good chemistry, but a lot of their chemistry was character-wise, good character stuff. Yeah. And so, um, but also, they're you know, especially Rhino's a veteran of like 20 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. So is Shelton Benjamin. I get that, but especially in the, in, on the part of Chad Gable, I wonder if going from uh, one very athletic partner who he's very used to, to Shelton Benjamin, who, you know, I mean, we've always said that Jason Jordan kind of reminded us of, like, a younger Shelton Benjamin. You know, it's not the same thing. You can't just swap one in for the other and expect, you know, the the same exact chemistry. So that's just going to take some time.
2: Yeah. Uh, There's also a lot of rumors going around um, before Hell in a Cell that this would be the Hype Bros last match together.
1: Well, that was one of our predictions. It
2: was. And that, that still could
1: be. Yeah.
2: I mean, this match could be the catalyst for their eventual breakup on SmackDown Tuesday or next Tuesday. That's mm-hmm. Tuesday after that, whenever they manage to find time to put them on the show. Yeah. That um, was really surprise. So, it'd be mean, this was a decent enough match, and, and Gable and Benjamin went over as we predicted.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Zack Ryder took the pin, and pretty much right after the pinfall, we got maybe 10 seconds if that of uh, Gable and Benjamin celebrating, and then to the pre-show panel, we went, we didn't get to see any of the aftermath between Ryder and Mojo. Right, right, right. Apart from, you know, what you can kind of make out in the background, mm-hmm. which I was kind of disappointed by. I was hoping there'd be a little bit of something, tease of anything.
1: Do we you know if there's been, hold on, YouTube, WWE, was there any fallout? Like, there oh, I didn't know Fallout didn't out things. things. Let's see. Because usually they have, and I didn't check their Instagrams. They let a lot of stuff play out on social, on social media. media these days. Um, it's gonna be before that, um, but no, yeah, you want to see it also. You know, I mean, you, you need to see it on screen. I would, I would think, I would think they would have to show that. Uh, let's see here. There's the up, up, down, down stuff. Doesn't look like it. Am I, yeah, there's Fan Nation. There's Rusev. Oh, so, oh, oh, there's the kickoff. Okay, well, here's a minute long, but this that's is before, the before the match. Before. All right, never mind then. Yeah. So I don't see any fallout stuff with them, all right, so they saving I it all <laughs> for SmackDown. that could Tuesday. be that could be uh who knows I mean, I don't know, I feel like the tag division needs some they need some some depth they do it would be interesting if they were to break up hype bro there's not a lot of room for for two additional singles wrestlers no there's really not, so I don't know I don't know what they're gonna do. Uh, maybe,
2: maybe creative is just content to, to ride out this New Day Uso feud for another six months, which is great because it's been off the charts awesome so far. But at a certain point, they got to move on from that. Yeah, I know. Some, some of you might be
1: wondering why I have a pink microphone. As much as I love uh, – Oh, cancer, partially for uh, breast cancer awareness. But uh, that was only because I made the decision to swap my my yellow, my yellow one because he's sick. And he, at first, I accidentally swapped mics. Yeah, unknowingly, I had his mic,
2: and so I was breathing all over it. And I said, you probably don't want to have something that Annoyingly? Is
1: that what I said? You said annoyingly. No, I think I said
2: inadvertently. Oh, I thought mm. (laughs) I meant to say inadvertently. Sorry.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I was like, I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to do that. (laughs) No, I
2: mean, here's the thing. So I started feeling a little little cruddy last night after I got home from your place. And I just wanted to sleep. Mm -hmm. So I took a NyQuil. Um, yeah, that's great to help me sleep, and the next day I'm always in a fog. Yeah. So that's
1: what I'm dealing with right now. So drugs in general, I think, treat you, like, five times more potent than they treat me. Is it because I'm tiny? Why would you say No, You're not tiny. You're a big, strong man. Oh, my god, You're a big, strong man. (laughs) Oh, you're a baby boy. I love you so much. I want to hug you. (laughs) Oh, man. Anyways, um, no, it's because I'm a big, fat ass. That's why. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah. So, uh, Chad Gable did get the pin on uh, on Zack Ryder after their little finisher thing. Like you said, no, nothing with the hype bros breaking up. So we'll shut up Discord. So we'll um, yeah. Hopefully, uh, we'll we'll see what happens. I would, I would. You know what? You know what? Uh, works for Daniel Bryan and Kane is uh, couples therapy. Yep. Tag team couples therapy. Yep. Maybe we can get some good stuff out of the hype bros with that although they already have the fashion files. They're kind of a comedy tag team. Yeah. I don't know man. They gotta do something with these guys. Yeah they don't.
2: If the hype bros are gonna stay together it doesn't seem like they're gonna head in a comedic direction.
1: Yeah no. They they, so much, it's actually There's, there's been, so much pensive mojo overall. Very dramatic. <laughs> it has been very dramatic. Dude I don't know what to do. Dude. He of reminds me of the dude. Uh anyways uh to kick off the show, we had a new day promo and they were kind
2: of setting the comedy stuff aside and being intense. Mm-hmm, yeah. They kind of knew with the match they were about to get into, they had to be very serious. Well, that was some foreshadowing there
1: because oh, wow. that was a bru- that, that was one of the more brutal Hell in a Cell matches. And it's so funny because, you know, we had two Hell in a Cell matches last night and they were both fantastic. Mm-hmm. They both told great stories. Mm-hmm. Neither which overlapped the other. Nope. This was one of the best... Have we seen... I know we had to. We've seen a tag team. Didn't we see... We've seen tag team. There himself. was DX again. DX versus uh, the Legacy. Legacy. Legacy, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But oh, I, don't, I don't remember that, and I can't imagine it was better than this. Nope. Um But this was, again, I mean... And, and the, the good thing is, people are so tuned in to this feud at this point, because that was one of the things that I noticed on Twitter while sort of checking the going in raw feed, is... So many people were talking up this as, you know, sort of a benchmark. Should it have gone on first because then everybody else had to follow up with it? Um, are they going to keep this going? Blah, blah, blah. And obviously with the Usos going over, they are. But let's talk about the match. There were some amazing yeah. and hugely creative moments during yeah, that. Yeah, there
2: really was. And, and uh, I'm happy you mentioned the creativity of this match because... That really was the hallmark of it Mm -hmm. more so than, you know, so often you have these Hell in a Cell matches and it's, it's, they just try to be brutal. Yeah. But usually it just means smashing people into the cage or throwing things, people off the cage. Yeah.
1: Like, remember, wasn't it last year? Wasn't it Rusev, Roman Reigns? Yeah. And Rusev kept on hitting him with the kendo stick on his, like, vest. Yeah. And it was like, why are you doing that? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No. Well, I
2: mean, the finish was kind of creative, or oh, not, the, not quite the finish where Rusev had Reigns in the accolade with the chain yeah. across his face on in the, his mouth on, steel like on the
1: steel steps. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of creative. But I mean, like, you, but I, I catch your point though.
2: Like uh, th- this match at the beginning, especially, had some comedy moments when uh, Xavier Woods got the, uh, the small little gong out from underneath the ring, and then.
1: Broke two trombones over Jey Uso. Yeah, but at no point was it really played up for no, comedy. No, it no, was, no, they, no, They were using these comedic elements or these comedic you know, uh, weapons or foreign objects, whatever you want to call them. Um, and at no point did Big E or Xavier Woods, who were the two people inside Hell in a Cell, Kofi was on the outside, which I told you during the thing it was kind of surprising because Xavier was just coming off of a kind of yeah, like yeah, a knee brace. Yeah, he had a knee brace on still, yeah. Um. But man, I mean, they—I think they really made the right decision. Like Kofi's known more for his very athletic, high flying mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. stuff, and in this match, you want somebody like Xavier Woods, who I think is more of a, a, a creative wrestler. You mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> like when he brought the the gong out, you know, my first thought was,
2: oh, he's going to put the right by his head and hit it. Mm-hmm, yeah. But that's not how he did. He hit it, and then he bashed him over the back with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So you you get you tease maybe a, a comedic spot, and then immediately you don't get it. You get something that's brutal
1: saw some of the best suicide dives. Like oh, we have to go man. back to our debate show this past Friday and talk about... Because uh, I, I had mentioned Big E's mm-hmm. suicide dives before. It was kind
2: of a suicide dive slash fear, but some of these were just His, The amazing. one he did early on the match on Jimmy Uso was crazy. Yeah,
1: it was really just...
2: And it's full bore. And it seemed like the cage was closer to the ring. Mm-hmm. I mean, the height was the same, but it seemed like there was less room between the edge of the cage and the... in the ring. of the ring.
1: Yeah. Because when
2: Big E did that suicide dive, he just launched himself and he yeah. straight into the cage. It yeah, but
1: neat. he, dude, he was not pulling, like, he was not slowing down, he was not measuring himself, he was no. going full bore. So, it wouldn't surprise me it was the same amount of distance, It's just the velocity there was just Oh, it could be, crazy. it just seemed like it was a little tighter. Because I wonder if, I wonder if they have, like, the ability to extend it or not. I would think they would just
2: have the one cell.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know,
2: right? Store it. Yeah. You We're know, not using it and yeah. then bring it back out.
1: But you never know. We noticed. thought we saw the giant empty space at the archives mm-hmm. when we went there. Mm-hmm. We had a question about that real quick. So we did our Sunday archive show or I'm sorry, our Sunday archive show. We have a new show where we go to the archives. <laughs> no, we did a our travel vlog uh from our trip to the WWE archives um and LA and uh and somebody here No, the archives weren't in LA. I said and LA. Oh,
2: sorry, I thought you said in.
1: Um, and we had a question from uh, I stop taking Nyquil apparently. I guess so. <laughs> Awful AJ said, uh, "What other WCW items besides the splotch logo signs did you or did you ask any questions?" Um, there was a great the tour guy. I forget his name now. He was Ben. Was it Ben? Ben sounds right. Um, but he was. It was a he was a great tour guy. I think he's been there for a while. He was like 2010 or something. He's been there. And uh, and he was a fantastic tour guide. He was showing us everything and telling us about everything. Well, the presidential seal was uh something Ric Flair
2: used in WCW.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It was just you know, here's this, here's this, and yeah, there there were a couple cool little stories. Like he was tell- he showed us like a a ring that was used at Madison Square Garden, Garden yeah, and, like Bruno had used yeah. it. So uh, it was cool. But I mean, most of the stuff that we found interesting, we put into the travel. Into mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyways, I'm sorry. Back to this. Um a lot of kendo sticks in this match. Yeah. A lot of kendo sticks. Yeah. Uh the Uso's
2: um were the first, at least according to my notes, to to really employ them when they uh, broke a couple across Biggie's back. Right. Um and then you know what was left of them, they they broke over their knees and threw him out of the ring. But I think there was they each used one on him and then jointly mm-hmm. correctly. Yeah. Um, and then after that, there was this great spot where Big E did, like, uh, uh, uh uranage on Jimmy Uso, mm-hmm. uh, throwing him off the apron, mm-hmm. and then Risey threw him down the mat. Uh, Xavier Woods sprinted over and did, like, a backbreaker yeah. across his knees. Which that was, was, like, painful super for, like, dangerous. To both Jimmy and, and Xavier Woods. Because
1: Wood. we're looking at Xavier Woods, are like, dude, you're just, like, your knee is, like, it's still braced up. Yeah, he's, what, two weeks removed from being cleared yeah. from in-ring action, I know. yeah. But that was really cool. I mean you could tell these guys sort of all got in the ring beforehand and like Oh, they worked all this they out. Worked sure, all yeah. this stuff out. It was so good. Um let's see here. And there are a bunch of there were a bunch of near falls. Uh New Day hit up up down down. Uh Jay broke up uh, the pinfall there. Um there is this my one of my favorite moments that and I was like, That is very creative, was when they put uh Jay uh, wait, which one was, was trapped in the, Yeah, Jay in the corner. Oh yeah. They put him in the corner. Like Jimmy was laid out and they back up Jay into the corner and they put the kendo, cause there's like a ton of kendo sticks. They I put a ton of them. Xavier Woods pulled like six out from underneath yeah, the And they, they fastened them like into the cage, like basically imprisoning him in kendo sticks up against the corner of the cage. And I was like, that's and one of them like across his face like this. So yeah, it was yeah, echoing yeah, it was the whole Uso penitentiary theme that we had coming into this. Yeah. Which was really, really cool. Yeah, it was really And awesome. then they of course they go to town on Jimmy. Eventually uh Jay gets out and he's able to uh he's able to, to get back in the game.
2: Yeah. Um at uh one point uh Big E was on uh Jay Uso's shoulder and oh, Jimmy yeah. did that suicide dive and, like, drove uh, Big E's back kind of into one of the support rails next Mm -hmm. to the door of the cell. Yeah. Not a whole lot of give. No. And then uh, both the Usos do a double splash on Big
1: E. He kicks out. Kicks out at two. Then they handcuff um, Big E to the turnbuckle. Uh, then they handcuff Xavier Woods with his, I think hands. No, his hands were in front. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then, uh, but then they, oh yeah, they had him up around the ring post. Yeah. And they just started taking shots. Oh my gosh. And at one point, I think he like he he tried to headbutt butter, he like kicked uh, one of the Usos, and then they both started laying in at the same time with the kendo sticks. And uh, Xavier Woods, but and then there was like another spot later on with more kendo sticks. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Xavier Woods posted on Instagram a video. huge welt, crosses. just like. Nasty abdomen. Yeah. It was fantastic. It was, it was a brilliant. huge, huge, work. very effective, you know, and very, like we said, creative and brutal.
2: Um, yeah, yeah. So they had Xavier Woods. Uh, he was he was on the ring post. They were hitting him with kendo sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Big E, you know, he got he got freed from the turnbuckle. Yeah. Um, got involved, um, and then uh, later on, both the Usos, yeah, in the ring, were using the uh, kendo sticks on Xavier Woods. Mm-hmm. He came into the ring. Before that, uh, Big E got in the ring. Was kind of uh, like hulking out a little bit. Yeah,
1: he was throwing uh, he was throwing uh, belly yeah, like yeah. to belly overhead suplexes to the Usos left and right. But then the Usos
2: got the upper hand again. Xavier Woods comes in, drops some headbutts mm-hmm. while they're trying to use the Kendo sticks. But then they do a joint uh, Kendo stick hit on him there. Um, uh, Xavier Woods, sorry, Big E gets back in. Jimmy kicks out of a big ending. Mm-hmm. Um, super Kick Party from the Usos. Yeah, had a, a couple singles super kicks and then one in stereo.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, the Usos hit a double splash on Xavier Wood, but uh, oh, sorry, on Big E. Xavier, Xavier breaks up the pinfall.
1: Then they put a chair on Xavier hit the double splash and the Usos go over. Um, so it was hard fought, brutal match, great so storytelling. Good. It was so good, and we're gonna get we're gonna get a lot more of this. Yeah, let them feud for the rest of the year. I know, why not? Yeah, you know? um, yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, I can watch these guys wrestle all the time. Yeah. But uh, the
2: only problem now is how are they gonna? what are they going to do to top this match? Uh, well, I, I think TLC. they're very creative. But well, That's a raw pay-per-view. That's, that's a, a raw right. pay-per-view. You can't do that.
1: What's next up? Uh, Flash of Champions? Yeah,
2: that's in December. There's Survivor Series.
1: Oh, Survivor Series will be in November. All right. Well, there you go. It would be kind of cool if they did a a brand versus brand thing where it forced the New Day and the Usos to team up. Mm -hmm. Like, I could see Daniel Bryan maybe doing that. They could do that. Saying, like, you guys have proved you're, like, you know, a cut above everybody else. So I'm going to go ahead and team you guys up. Mm -hmm. Force you to be on the same team. You guys need to rest from beating each other up. And you're going to take on, I don't know. C bar and the club?
2: C-Bar and
1: the club. There you go. Because I want to see somebody who's bringing this up on Twitter last night. They want to see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus uh, Rollins and Ambrose. Oh, that'd be good. At Survivor Series. But I imagine that it's going to be a shield thing at Survivor Series. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, uh, yeah
2: I'm curious to know. I mean, Lesnar's advertised for Survivor Series. So he's oh, like, he is. So he's defending the title. Okay. But apart from that, the undercard, I wonder if they're going to do... Elimination Survivor Series matches or they're gonna do just one of those and they then what
1: did they do last year? They had Robert <laughs> SmackDown. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. That was cool. I really liked that. That was it, I mean that that's the good thing about that's the the the, the successful aspect of the brand split is they really do pay attention to brand continuity, you know, like yeah. keeping them separate. I mean even when we interviewed Brizango and we showed them the going in raw logo. They poo pooed it because they're not. It's not a. It wasn't going in SmackDown. They were SmackDown guys, so you got to appreciate that. So I remember last year when they showed up, when the Raw guys I think invaded SmackDown or vice versa. Maybe it was vice versa because he had Dean. Um, it was cool. It was neat. You know, it's like ooh, cool. So, anyways, uh, next up we got an AJ Styles interview. This I don't remember. What happened here? It was pretty quick. Okay, I don't really remember much about either. All right. Oh, he was. Um,
2: oh, he was. He, he was, was
1: upset that there was a triple. No, no, that was fucking no, no, Smack. Afterwards.
2: No, but he was like, "Yeah, it's fine. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll defend my title." I mean, it lessens my odds of winning, and now only a yeah, thirty-three percent chance. to Because yeah, we forgot to mention there was the during the pre-show Ty was inserted to the U.S. title match, making it a triple threat
1: in a comedic segment with Daniel Bryan when yeah. they started doing each other's chances. Yeah. yeah. It was weird. Daniel Bryan. He was. You can tell he was. It's not that Daniel Bryan isn't phoning it in. That Daniel Bryan, he's overdoing is overdoing it, hamming it up. Yes, he's they overdoing it, hamming it, it up. Uh, Next, Rusev versus Orton. Nothing really special No, about nothing this really match. that special. The
2: best, the most special part about this match was Rusev's uh, video on uh, WB.com dot com beforehand.
1: Who Rusev? Oh, that was so Hoodie good. Who Rusev wins? He said, "This is the rubber match." One it's one, one on one, or it's one to one right now. So whoever wins this wins at life. But I'm Houdini Rusev. Houdini Rusev wins everything. Yeah, great. But he didn't win this match. Orton <laughs> he didn't win this one. Yeah, he was uh, he was close to uh, getting him in the accolade, I think, and then Orton yeah, went yeah, and yeah. Yeah. down and then did like a pop. There was that spot
2: uh, that towards the uh, end, yeah, where. Uh, Orton was down. Rusev grabbed him by his arms and pulled him under him to set him up for the accolade. Yeah, and, yeah. And then Orton yeah. reversed. That was actually there were a couple of interesting spots in this. Yeah,
1: game. no, it wasn't. It wasn't a bad match. It's just, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna beat a dead horse, but it was just a pretty typical Randy Orton match. It was, and it's like I don't, I honestly, I don't get the, I don't get the. Rusev has all the work. He's he's got. He still has a long career ahead of him. Yeah, you know, and I'm I'm sure if Randy wanted a long career ahead of him, he could have like still a lot more time because he keeps in phenomenal shape. Um, and I haven't heard him talking about retiring. But when you hear him on the podcast, on the Edge and Christian podcast, say that even he's tired of doing the babyface thing, then it's like, what? Then why are we even? Why are we doing this? Like, yeah, why I are know. we doing this? I you know. know, it's like Rusev obviously has all the ingredients to be a big player a major player and you're just going through the you know going through the motions I with know. this Randy Orton stuff I know. you know and on top of that Randy Orton I mean, you know, Smackdown kind of needs like big heels and he just sort of occupies his own space where you never really think like he already did the world title thing with you know Bray and then Jinder he already did that and so he occupied. and he's not going to well, he's going to fight for the US title I don't think so So he occupies this weird territory of, like, just this, I don't know, this limbo vacuum thing. Yeah. I don't know. I I just don't get why they're doing it. I mean, it's obvious. just sort of, okay, well, we don't have that. I I think that they either have a certain thing for Rusev or they don't know what to do with Rusev. I mean, that sounds silly, but...
2: No, I definitely think it's the case where they they aren't sure what they want to do with Rusev. Yeah. I mean, because you heard the rumors... Before Jinder got his push, that at least part of that push was potentially um, supposed to be mm-hmm. Rusev. Right. So, yeah. I don't know, man. I'm looking through uh, quickly other results from other pay per views, see if anything necessarily compares
1: um, in terms up, of across the board quality yeah, action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, next up, we had uh, Ty Dillinger versus Baron Cor. Baron Corbin. Corbin. You know, all these people out there saying, where's your briefcase, where's your briefcase? Just shoving this in
2: their face, the
1: internet people.
2: Well, the U.S. title is all, but it's not. WWE
1: title. Oh, world title shot. No. Uh, versus AJ Styles. Um, Great match. Um, no, that's fun. Fast-paced action. Did, I, I mean, it's... It's so bizarre that like here we get a fantastic and look I'm taking nothing away from Ty or Baron Corbin they both completely did their part in this match you just always think of AJ Styles as, like one of the best wrestlers in Yeah oh he was he was selling a but it's awesome like we're coming off point. we're coming off a very under, surprisingly very surprisingly underwhelming feud with Kevin Owens yeah and now he's in this thing with Baron and then Ty gets involved. And you kind of never got the feeling that, oh, this was going to be a barn burner. But holy crap, this was a long match that they, they did a lot in. Yeah, yeah. Especially, uh, so
2: the beginning of the match, uh, both AJ and Ty turned their focus to Baron. Mm-hmm. Uh, they want to get him out of the match. Baron mm-hmm. just kind of rolls out of the ring. And so there's this whole section early on that was just AJ and Ty. And I had never seen Ty Dillinger
1: work that fast a pace. This was one of the best Ty Dillinger matches yes. I've seen. Certainly, it's his best since coming up to main. Oh, roster. easily. That's not saying much because he hasn't had much to work with on the main roster. But uh, no, but was, he delivered. Yeah, he did absolutely. <coughs> um, eventually,
2: Corbin got back in. There was a lot of kind of trading off where two people would wrestle, another person would would you know be tossed Element, out of the match, yeah. be incapacitated in some fashion. Um, uh but then there's a couple sequences where all three of them were in the ring. Um there's one where uh AJ and, and Ty were go- was going at it a bit. Uh AJ uh hit Ty. Ty turned around super kick Baron and then AJ responded with a Pele kick I think yeah. which sent Ty backwards inadvertently. Yeah. Inadvertently, inadvertently not annoyingly inadvertently. inadvertently covering Baron and got yeah. a toucan out of it there's a lot of really
1: great creative sequences like that during yeah. this match again yeah no you, you just said it right and again another match with a lot of creativity going on mm-hmm. That was that was really fantastic. Couple of cool mo- uh, moments there. Did You mentioned the top rope choke slam from not the, yet. I mentioned that yet. Corbin, there is a top rope choke slam.
2: Yeah, like AJ, AJ was Corbin going landed. up for some sort of springboard move and mm-hmm. Corbin caught him mm-hmm. and then choke slammed him off the top rope.
1: God, it hurts my back. When it I was crazy. And AJ was selling,
2: selling, selling, selling. Oh, big, selling, big time! Selling. But
1: again, again, it wasn't like cartoonish selling no. like we've seen from like Dolph Ziggler. This was selling that like just made you kind of hurt. Yeah, you know, he takes a lot of bumps on his shoulders. Yeah, he does. Yeah.
2: I know. Ow. I know. Um, AJ hits his springboard 450 on the Corbin. Ty comes in to break up the pinfall Mm -hmm. at the two. The finish saw AJ hit Ty with a phenomenal forearm. Um, Goes for the cover. Corbin, like, boots AJ in the head several times to kick him out of the ring. Yeah. Um, Covers Ty, gets the win. New U.S. champion. Yeah. Really fun match. Um, In the end, despite what Baron said,
1: he resorted to shortcuts Mm -hmm. to win the title. Yeah. The finish was indeed a shortcut for him. Oh yes, but you know the bottom line is he's got. I'm, in, I'm I'm US champion now. I'm US now. You're not me. Well done, Baron Corbin. Good job, Baron Corbin. And <laughs> uh, he was good on Talking Smack. Man, I was bummed out on Talking Smack. We got Renee Young and uh, and Pete. We didn't get Daniel Bryan. What? I don't remember. I don't think Daniel Bryan's been on it the last few
2: times. Because Lala was on even, the time before.
1: Oh, yeah. What is that I mean, all Maybe about. they just got
2: tired of Daniel Bryan going off script too much.
1: Oh, that's probably the case. Man. Because he seemed to really like doing Talking Smack. I mean, because I think he got to go off script. like yeah. was still under the radar, but not anymore. It's a bummer, man. It is a bummer. Because <laughs> like, uh, Uso showed up. And they're asking. They're they're really bummed out that Pete Pete was there, and they kept on saying, "We want Daniel Bryan and his uh, and we want we want D Beats, <laughs> something like that." Oh, that's great. We want his beats. That's funny. <laughs> that that probably tickled the hell out of Daniel. Oh yeah, if he saw that. <laughs> well, right, let's see here. And we had a uh, Charlotte versus Natalia, which was shaping up to be another fantastic match. Like we know. These two know how to, they've done it Oh yeah! Like for every uh, woman's title imaginable in existence. Uh, now it's for the SmackDown title.
2: Um, pretty much immediately, once the bell rang, Natalia was going after Charlotte's knee.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and She
2: worked that knee the entire match, and right. I don't know if Charlotte... A lot of people on our, our uh, stream chat yesterday was, were convinced that Charlotte was actually hurt.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, sweet beats. That's what they call it, Karen. It's sweet beats.
2: Um, but if she didn't hurt her knee,
1: yeah, that was a
2: spectacular sell job mm-hmm. the entire match. Even down to when she went up to the top rope um, at least twice, once to try the moonsault, once to actually hit it, she didn't use, I think it was her right leg. It yeah. just hopped up on yeah. her left leg.
1: And even like the finish, though so the finish... Saw Charlotte uh, drop a moonsault on Natalia on the, to the outside. It was a fantastic spot. Natalia, after selling a bit, gets up, gets a chair, and starts blasting Charlotte. They throw yeah. the match out. It was yeah. BQ. Charlotte wins, but yeah. she doesn't get the title. Um, what do you the next paper The That well, next time it's Survivor Series, but they're probably going to do the well. Maybe you're going to do the horse one. I well, I mean, if Charlotte's potentially injured, that match's not happening. Well, I know, but I don't know how. I mean, dude, if she if she got injured, it wasn't on the moonsault. No, it's before that. It was before that. If she was able to land a moonsault, I mean, I suppose it could have exacerbated the injury, but I, well, I'm I can't imagine it being an injury that would take her all the way through, like, next month. If she blew her blew out her knee, yeah, she's out for six months. If she months blew out now. her knee, she wouldn't have done the moonsault. No, there's not a chance. If she blew out her knee, she wouldn't have done the moonsault. Are you kidding me? Like, you see how she lands on those things? Oh, I know. Um it felt like but if it she just, blew underneath and a lot of the stuff she did in that match she wouldn't be able to do. The point we're getting at though yes. is that it felt like the match finish was rushed.
2: Yes. It felt or
1: improvised. There were no other Okay. there's
2: there's really no reason for Natalia to do that
1: because for the most part she was in control of that match. She uh, and and you know, her finish is the sharpshooter. Sharp sharp yeah. And so that right there that right there is is kind of like a Bobby Rude, NXT storyline, you know, it's like you take advantage of your opponent's, you know, misfortune right there, either injuring your leg or you injure the your opponent's leg and then you go after that. So there's I mean, there's room for a clean maybe they don't want Charlotte to, to, to take the clean Long. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, do I, this. And, and do there, this. Were, there were no other DQs on the card. No, do this then. Um, have that spot.
2: Have Natalia get Charlotte back in the ring and have her work that knee some more. And
1: don't do a tap-out finish. Do the pass-out finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could do that. Or you could do um, a ref bump on the moonsault. Yeah. Have Natalia then blast her with the knee, roll her back in, ref comes to. And then she taps her out. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm okay. Like, tapping out is fine. If, if if you're like a superhuman person, you can still tap out. I love the pass out. Don't get me wrong. But if you've been blasting the knee like a million times with a chair. Yeah. And, you know, so I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm just – and understanding there's no other DQs on the card, I guess they would have, hey, okay, we can have one match as a DQ. It's yeah. Just, this is a really bunk DQ. It was just it – it felt rushed. And so, like, all morning we've been looking – did, did they have to finish that quickly? Is Charlotte? Kind of
2: I know, I know. Injured? What if, what if Natalia done this instead of getting a DQ finish, uh, like slap the sharpshooter on Charlotte on the outside and just yeah. take the count out? Yeah. But did it to uh, inflict more punishment on Charlotte's knee. Mm-hmm.
1: That would have yeah. been effective too. Yeah.
2: So I think at the end, I think what, I think what they were trying to do was show a, a, a different level of viciousness from Natalia,
1: mm-hmm.
2: which I guess is why she grabbed the chair. Yeah. But, it, yeah, it just made the finish theme rushed and really kind of unnecessary. Right, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so that was kind of the one, that, that was one of the, just the finish, because the rest of the match was really good. But that was kind of a low point um, of an otherwise great paper. Right after that, we had the fashion file. Oh, that was fantastic. Um, it was back to basics. So we had heard tube, they were going to be doing. Tube, <laughs> be tube, tube. We heard tube. they were going to be doing, they had shot some Pulp Fiction stuff, some Pulp Fiction parody stuff. And we didn't get that, but we did get at the end of this. Well, we got a hint of it. The, the tease that that is what we're going to get Tuesday. The briefcase and all, yeah. And so, I mean, a lot of this this week's fashion files with them sort of making fun of the fact that they haven't figured out. Because they, they first they closed the case of 2B. Of 2B. And I think, was 2B the, the office trashing? Because they kept on referring to, we've got that guy in jail. Yeah. And they, they haven't, it was a joke that they didn't say who it was. Yeah. But so then,
2: and then uh, the Ascension come in, uh, poorly disguised, and mm-hmm. hand uh, Tyler Breeze a uh, poster tube. Mm-hmm. And he looks at the tube and says, "Tube, tube, B, tube, tube, B, tube, tube, B, tube, tube, B." Yeah. And then he says,
1: "We locked up the wrong guy." Yeah. And then Breeze Dangle says, "No, we have to reopen the case." <laughs> yeah. There's a, they can't. And so the Ascension are disguised, and they're standing right there, and they start, and they say. Well, you can't tell me. It can't be The Ascension after all this. Well, no, they pull up the poster from the tube. Oh, yeah. The poster we right want it, to, to be, be friend. your friend. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, maybe it was The Ascension. No, they're too ugly. they idiots. idiots. they smell. And then the Ascension say, hey, guys, come on. And they take out their disguise. That's mean. Yeah. I don't know. It was It was. Uh, a I joy. think it was the... Uh, Who's the larger of the two?
2: Connor? Connor. Yeah, how
1: do you not know that? He's literally part of your golden powers. Okay. Or your super top-notch... No, golden team. powers. And he goes, you two should be ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. I, at this point, like... I think they're kind of making fun of the point that we all kind of care that we yeah, all I know, think I know. like this absolute ridiculousness should be resolved <laughs> in any way that makes sense. But they're making fun of the fact that it's going on forever. Exactly. So I don't know. It was, it was so silly, but it was it was just a joy. Those guys are great. Uh, next up, we had the world title match: Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jinder Mahal. Um, Jinder, of course, came out. You notice this. The Sing Bros, the Sing Brothers, they had their everybody <laughs> had powder blue. They had the powder blue, but it was it wasn't quite. It was like more of an electric powder blue. Powder it, blue it popped a little bit more. Powder blue, powder blue. You were saying powder blue. I was saying powder. No, I know what you're saying. Powder blue. I said yeah. powder too. I just didn't oh, okay. say. Okay. Um, but I know it was a powder blue. But it was a bit no, it had a little more. Pop- pop- it was it
2: was it oh. wasn't just like a like a powder blue like this. <laughs> it had a it had a little bit of this in it. Yeah, kind of like a teal. But more blue, like take this yeah. plus this. Right.
1: You know, yeah. like yeah, desaturate some of the green in there. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, you yeah. It popped. Yeah, it popped a little bit more. Yeah. Anyways, they look great. Yeah. Um so they come out. This match was better than their SummerSlam match. <laughs> it was. This was this was not a terrible match. And it's so funny, man. Everybody everybody in, in the chat, everybody on Twitter, oh they're like Shinsuke right No, they're just building it up. I mean, I, I like this. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. In order for the match, in order for the win to be what we need it to be, to be a true sort of... And I know, you can consider the end of this shenanigan-esque. Yeah, a little bit. But I thought it was a fairly clean ending.
2: Well, there's two, there's two aspects. Finish, there's two aspects of it that kind of protected Nakamura. Go one... Ahead. Um, Well, let's go back a little bit. So towards the end of the match, uh, the Singh brothers start to interject themselves. Little Nate, Charles Robinson, the Mm -hmm. referee, um, ejects the Singh brothers from ringside. He kind of starts walking up the ramp with them. During that, Nakamura hits Kinshasa. um, But the Singhs manage to uh, distract uh, Charles Robinson just enough. It takes a a few beats to get into the ring to count the pinfall. That allows uh, Jinder enough time to come through, grab the rope. Before that, early in the match, uh, Nakamura is going for a knee drop of some sort, and Jinder moves. Nakamura's knee hits directly on the uh, mm-hmm. pad on the outside. So when the finish happened, uh, Nakamura is going for the, another Kinshasa. Jinder gets out of the way, Nakamura's knee hits the turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. Gender takes advantage of that. Yeah. Hits the colossus, gets the win. Yeah. So it was, it was two aspects of it that kind of protected Nakamura yeah. a little bit.
1: Yeah. But it wasn't as ridiculous. Number None one, I, it wasn't like the, the Orton matches. No, not at all. And, and that felt so repetitive. It helps a lot that they do book the Colossus strong. Mm-hmm. I did think that they should have had Nakamura kick out of at least one, and then maybe Jinder go right back into another one yeah. um, to build for their next match. Look, Jinder's going to get the title at their, the next time they fight. I can almost guarantee it. Nakamura. Be at the, Nakamura, you mean. Nakamura, sorry. It might be at Starcade. I could see them maybe. Do, could you imagine like them doing a world title switch? Maybe something else. Especially one on this level. But don't they do? I don't really do that for for Nakamura. Have
2: his yeah his yeah, first I know. world title win be at now. a
1: at a house show? No, I know,
2: probably not. I don't think so, but it could happen <laughs> if they really want if they really want to do these type of you know like major house shows and, mm-hmm. and you know actually give them names a la pay per views. Yeah, that's the way
1: to do it. Boy, it'd kick up a shitstorm though. I mean, talking about bearing Nakamura your world their first world title win on a house show. I don't know how. I... Feel you
2: know like what? If that, they man. want to. Put, I mean, I, I, from a business standpoint, I would understand to a degree if they if they feel like the house show attendance is down and they want to kick it up, mm-hmm. you know, having these unexpected title changes happen to house shows, it right. gives people a sense, oh, anything can happen at these live events. Maybe I should go. Mm-hmm, yeah. I get that. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily know if I think that's the right move, but I understand it. Yeah.
1: No, I know. Uh, going back to the match, or going back to just the general scene, um, I think a finish like this, which is a step closer to being a cleaner finish, yeah. makes Jinder look a tad stronger. Oh, we yeah. got to see him hit a clean Colossus, and Shinsuke couldn't kick out of it. So you get, you get that image. <clears throat> but you need... my My thing is this. My personal thing is this. You need a stronger Mahal going into the title switch for the title switch to be as big a moment as... As it should be, and I swear to God, if they go back to that, you know, racist, let's look at his face thing uh, on Tuesday, yeah, I'm no. I'm tapping out. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm tapping I know. out. I'm saying you guys are completely you lost at this point. Yeah, yeah. Because that's not the way to go. No, it's not. You need you need some some quality wins. If that's the direction they want to go in, in terms of Mahal going strong into a title switch, they need some Mahal victories. Clean. They did it with Mojo. They did it with Ty. They need to get back on that track where he can do that Yeah. Um, in order for the Nakamura title switch to make sense. I get that this is hell in a cell. There was our, you know, we had the huge Kevin Owens-Shane moment. Maybe they didn't want to overshadow the, that moment with what should be Nakamura's time in the spotlight. Yeah. That could be the case. You made all those points in the predictions. Episode, yeah, yeah. You were right about all that. No, I think, I think it, it,
2: if Nakamura is going to get the title this year, it's probably going to be a clash of champions.
1: Okay, yeah, man. Yeah. That's what I think. I mean, yeah. a lot of people
2: were talking about, I guess there have been some promotional materials for the India tour um, saying Mahal was a two-time champion. I read this morning that's been changed. So I don't know if that's something that someone just made a mistake um, uh, or if that was the idea at some point that Nakamura was going the title between now and the India tour, mm-hmm. only for Mahal to get it back. Maybe they changed their mind. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they have that title match at
1: Starcade, which is the, the weekend or two weeks before Survivor Series. I'm always, whenever there's marketing stuff like that, I'm always under the impression that the right hand simply doesn't know what's going That's entirely possible. Doing. Like, it wouldn't surprise me, and I, I have no idea. Maybe they run a tip-top ship, and I don't I don't know. But it wouldn't surprise me if that was just more along the lines of, oh, Mahal, yeah, he lost it to Orton once and then got it back, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, it's a two-time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Well, or literally, you know, like one is right next to the two. <laughs> yeah. Typos happen. Yeah, they say former ones are or, or you know one-time WWE. Champion. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. So, <laughs> oh man, but uh, but yeah. I don't know how much we actually talked about the match. You talked about the finish, but yeah, know, no,
2: I went cover okay, the match, I, and, and, yeah. And, and yeah, I like agree you with said it you. Was
1: a, it was a better match. It was, than was better than the, the summer summer series. Series. far better. Summerslam yeah.
2: Summer yeah. match, yeah. Um, but, yeah, you're right. If if the idea is to, to build Jinder up more, he needs to have more clean wins mm-hmm. on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, have him have – who who are some upper mid-card faces he could take on?
1: Oh, I don't know. Well, Ty's stock has risen, so you could theoretically yeah. do Ty again. Yeah. You could do – I mean, Sammy's in his own thing with Kevin Owens at this point, so you don't want to mess with Sammy. No. Um, I don't know. Have the hype bro, have the hype bro split up and take them on there you in go. subsequent weeks. There you, you go. Have uh
2: Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. Apparently, there you know. go. Yeah. Does he want to wrestle? No, but I read somewhere that Ginger still had a problem with him getting involved in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and costing him like a shoot or is that kayfabe? <laughs> well, it's probably kayfabe. But
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Did, did it was
2: literally a situation where I saw the headline. I was like, okay.
1: <laughs> <I didn't laughs> maybe he just said something in an interview. or something. Yeah. I think okay. I was gonna say. Oh, the dirt sheet's <laughs> got it. <laughs> Gender is privately upset about a kayfabe thing. Oh man. Anyways, uh, next up we had probably and this. I I hate saying this, but Bobby Rudin's all Dolph Ziggler. Uh, what is with all the all the the the, the sleeper holds, man? I mean, if if Dolph's gimmick is I can do what nobody else can do in the ring. I mean, anybody can do a sleeper hold. I could do a sleeper, sleeper hold, hold on, on you right now. Rudimentary wrestling movie. <laughs> you could do a sleeper hold on me. I'm pretty sure they learned that day one, and they probably don't even practice. They just have a worksheet. Yeah. You
2: know, uh, this uh, is how, how you apply it. The, the gender quote about Gronkowski was from Sports Illustrated.
1: Okay, right on.
2: It says he has unfinished business.
1: Yeah. All right.
2: That's your WrestleMania match
1: for Jinder Mahal against Gronkowski. I'm down for that, man. Oh, heck yeah. Keep, keep, gender, keep gender strong, man. You know, just take that title off him, but keep him strong. Um. Okay, so we totally called the entrance thing, although it bummed me out. So they they they, they put on Dolph's music. They had a Titantron record scratch. <laughs> the record scratch. What is this Benny Hill? I guess so. A record it was a 10 for the Wind circa 2011. He know. did a record scratch a lot of that Um. <laughs> they did a record scratch, and everything went to dark. Went dark. Not the light. Not the house lights. But everything like no Tron. The, music, no Tron yeah. anywhere. And he just comes out. He just strolls out. Um, uh, they shouldn't have put on his music in the first place and he should have just been wearing black tights. Yeah. You know, then that'd be trunks, black tights, no No graphics, no no branding, branding, none of that. Agreed. Wrestling 101. Yeah. After after Rude's
2: entrance, there should have been about about at least a 10 second pause Mm -hmm. and then he just comes out.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That'd have been good. Um, by the way, Bobby Rude's, uh, I don't know, I think we've probably seen it before, but man, that robe looked glorious. I would, my word is amazing. I would like to say amazing, amazing. I get the eight extra. amazing. Glorious is his thing. I say. Amazing. Oh, I know, I know. But this, this amazing. just played out like a pretty typical Dolph Ziggler match. So this is probably the match where we're gonna get the better rematch on Tuesday. I hope so. That's what I'm thinking. I think we're probably gonna get a slam bang match on Tuesday. Um, I'd even like to see this in the main event on Tuesday. Something like a huge, like a 30 minute great match. That would be good. Like an Impact Wrestling level match. Iron Man match. Yeah. GFW type yeah. match. The,
2: despite the fact that this match was kind of uh, typical Dolph, the uh-huh. uh, finish was interesting because there was a series yeah. of roll-up attempts that they were each reversing and trying to grab the trunks. Mm-hmm. And they must have done three or four reversals until yeah. Bobby Roode um, got enough of the trunks, I guess, to get the win over Dolph. Yeah. So it wasn't, a, I mean, Bobby won, but it wasn't necessarily the situation where Bobby was Dramatically better than Dolph in the ring. Right. In the end, they both kind of resorted to cutting some corners to win.
1: Which is, which is, I think, a storyline appropriate finish. I like that. You yeah. Know? They're doing the exact same thing. It's just one guy was slightly better than the other. Yeah. Um, and then did you mention that the right after he, right when Bobby's music kicked in, Dolph gave him the zigzag. I didn't mention that yet. That was the next note. He did that. He gave him the zigzag. Sometimes I start formulating my own thoughts while you're finishing up. That's called chemistry. That I can do that but then sometimes I don't hear what you saying anyways uh next up we had one of the best hell oh cell we skipped matches.
2: we skipped over Kevin Owens interview where uh Dasha asked him a question and he excused her and then gave a very intense promo
1: no it was a good promo i just i didn't pay too close attention cuz like i started to listen and then i think alabama came in or something and i just uh, i was like yeah i just kind of feel like he's saying like you know he's just getting the crowd up on their feet for hell on cell. the match you know what man didn't matter I didn't need I didn't need that promo because that match was enough for me. That match I cannot they had the crowd in the palm of their hand multiple occasions during this match. This match was laid out so perfectly. The only qualm I have is so small and it's just Shane McMahon doesn't know how to do a worked punch. Yeah. His punches are so silly. But beyond that, oh my god, this match was spectacular. This match was storytelling. 101, and then I don't know the advanced classes it was fantastic it was really good
2: man um, so uh, right away of course not only was this a hell and cell match it was a false count anywhere match right um, so right away uh, bell rings Shane does a sliding drop kick sorry Shane does a sliding drop kick onto Owen as he gets in the ring sends him outside the cell bell rings match starts cell is wide open mm-hmm. they fight a lot on the outside eventually make their way back inside the ring mm-hmm. door is locked Match, start, You know, like the Hell in Cell match right portion of the match starts. Um, Kevin Owens did a Rainmaker, I thief. saw that. I know. It was great. I know. Shane misses shooting star press. Another uh, tradition of Shane. Oh, yeah. Days.
1: I know. That's like the flare go top rope thing. Oh, I know. And he lands like on his friggin' knees. Man. I know. He wears knee pads. Yeah, yeah, I know. But still. It looks, like looks like later on the
2: match he's pulling knee pads He only pads wrestles like, what, three times a year? Yeah. So, Whatever. Um, there was this kind of awkward spot where Owen uh, went to it for a pop-up powerbomb and Shane kind of reversed it into a
1: triangle. Kind of. Yeah, you know what? MMA, it was a little clumsy getting into MMA it. MMA can be kind of clumsy sometimes. Oh not yeah. Not everybody yeah. can be Demetrius Johnson. True. Did you see that that uh suplex into the armbar that he did on uh, yeah two sixteen? You
2: see that guy? Oh, not no not two sixteen. Was it pretty
1: crazy? Oh wait, was it just this past one? Yeah, it was just this past oh, one. Oh no, I didn't see that thing. Yeah, he um, what was it? He was gonna give him like a German suplex? No, it was belly belly. I forget what it was. In any event, he was about to suplex like a dude, and then he like like just he like went into an armbar. It was pretty great. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you see
2: that uh, video of the guy making a guy tap out with a Boston crab?
1: <laughs> yeah, I did. That was fantastic.
2: <laughs> it was something else. <laughs> Um. So, anyways, that 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 kind of uh concluded the in-ring portion of this match. <laughs> you see that girl pooper pants? No. Yeah, may match
1: like I don't didn't see that. No. She made fun of herself on Twitter. Oh, but okay. So good for her. We kind of have to. <laughs> yeah, like they're rolling around and then you see there's poopy. Ew. <laughs> poop is funny, people. Poop is funny. It's also so gross. And you know what? I ain't guy. If I if I went in the octagon, I'd probably crap my pants too. So oh, I'm not I would too. I'm, yeah, I'm not yeah. laying judgment on anybody. It's just no, funny no, no. to see poop in a ring. <laughs> That's it's funny.
2: It's grody, but it's funny. Gross
1: it's it's funny. definitely grody. Grody. That.
2: <laughs> <So sad. laughs> um, Owens bomb Shane on the ring steps. Yeah. And it seemed like at that point the match uh, really kicked up a notch. Yeah. Um, Owen sets up a table against the uh, side of the
1: cell. And, dude, I cannot, I cannot. Put Shane on it. I can't undersell sell. Kevin Owens' performance during this. I mean, Shane was Shane was just a sweaty, swollen, hot mess. Yeah, but that's the, that's Shane. He's yeah, just like instantly he turns purple. He's like Brian. Instantly he turns purple. He's profusely sweating by the time the ring the bell kicks off, and he's just doing crazy crap. But Kevin Owens was such a masterful storyteller mm-hmm. with his with his facial expressions. With his body language.
2: Well, even just the velocity with which... I mean, like this cannonball spot where he sets up Shane on the table. It's like the was, table's yeah, braced against... full sprint. Yeah, against the cell. He gets in the apron, runs, and does a cannonball. Shane gets out of the
1: way, so Owens goes to the table.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, he went full sprint off that apron. Yeah. He did not hold up at all. It was
1: so intense. And there were moments, there were dramatic pauses in this match. Like, most obviously, when, he's, when they, he went up on the top. Yeah. That, dude, the entire... That's the that's the beauty of what Hell in a Cell can be mm-hmm. is you have this ominous thing that you can use to play with the audience's emotions, yes. and nobody ever does this. This match, by the end, and we'll get back to the details, but by the end, by the end, we feel like we've seen something special. Yeah. And I can't say that about so many other Hell in a Cell matches. I can't say that about, like... Seth and Dean when they did it, I feel like that could have been something special, but it just felt like they were just simply building to the big spot. Yeah. This wasn't there was a massive spot at the end, but it wasn't all building to that moment. There was a
2: storyline and it goes back not just the beginning of the match, but to the build up to the action. There were match. many
1: layers to that story. Yeah. So
2: yeah. So yeah, there's a cannonball spot, uh, Shane got out of the way, Owens goes to the table, um, Shane pulls a garbage can from underneath the rings. Sets up for the coast to coast, hits it, goes for the pin. Owen gets his foot on the rope.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, at this point, Shane gets some bolt cutters. Yeah, and uh, cuts the uh, chain on the door. Well, wasn't he? Wasn't he asking the <laughs> the ref to open the door? Oh yeah, first.
1: He, he said at one point. Yeah, <laughs> it's the OMG. moment. I know, I know, I know.
2: Yeah, yeah. We were wondering what the OMG moment was to get out of the cage. Yeah. But then, well, apparently he's just going to ask. It's, it's diplomacy. Yeah. Um, but ref said, eh, uh-uh. no. Shane gets some bolt cutters from underneath the ring, cuts the chain, mm-hmm. door is open. Yeah. Um, Owens DDTs Shane on the, the ramp and then crotches him mm-hmm. on the cell door. Yeah. Um, they work their way around the cell and, and the, the crowd started
1: chanting, no more
2: kids at that point because he, he did the balls. Yeah. yeah. Um, they work their way around to the announce table area. Owens heads butt Shane onto announce table and then he gets on the barricade, sets up for a sprog- frog splash, mm-hmm. pauses, looks up to the top of the cell.
1: Yeah. And we're all thinking, no, no, don't do that. Don't do it. And at that point, Owens milked this for everything it was worth, and it was worth a ton because the entire, our entire chat, Twitter, everybody was sitting there. Oh my God, is this gonna happen? Like this is terrible. Yeah. So he climbs up to the top, and man, that again, was a great shot. <laughs> it was a great shot. He
2: climbs to the top, turns around, and it's like he's on his knees, and the camera's looking straight up the cell, mm. and he leans his head over to look to to, to, to judge the, the yeah. distance he has to go. Yeah. So he stands up ready to do the frog splash, but he can't do it. Yeah. He can't bring himself to do it.
1: And it's like, but there's such a process there of his thought, you know, there's such a thought process there that he's telegraphing, and he's like trying to get up the sack to do it, and he's like, ooh, you know, and the whole crowd is like, Oh my God, oh my God, is he going to do it again? And he it goes all it. the way back to him
2: talking trash to Shane. Right. About all you do is jump off of things. Yeah, exactly. And he and, can't bring
1: himself to, do well, to finish off Shane. Well, on top of that, though, there's also the element of, you know, on, uh, he says that and then he does it also on Twitter. And he said, you know, somebody tweeted him, hey, Shane, remember this? And he said, yeah, he jumped off the cage and he lost. And so there's also an element of, Well, traditionally, if somebody comes off the cage, they're going to lose. Yeah. You know, it's not a smart move to do that necessarily, but my God, I really want to put my body through Shane right now. Yeah. You know? Layers. Depth. Layers and depth, people. So, as Owens is processing everything, trying to
2: gather up the fortitude to, to do a frog splash off the cage, Shane comes to... Um, and he starts climbing the, cha- the cage as well. So
1: everybody starts freaking out again because now it's like, oh, God, now we're going to be on the top.
2: Yeah, and they were for quite a, quite a long amount
1: of time. Yeah, everything they could, they did a powerbomb, they did back body drops. um super Owens, kick. Owens did a senton on the cell. The senti- yeah, that thing was, it wasn't, and the funny thing, it wasn't like, Flat sturdy, it was bendy sturdy. Yeah. So it's like people, you know, he would go on and it would like it would, you know, bend downwards. Yeah. And I felt like it's been more sturdy, like flat sturdy before, but maybe I'm wrong about that. I mean, it's this chain link fence up there; it's gonna give. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> so eventually, uh,
2: yeah, Owen hits a pop a power bomb on Shane on the cell. Uh, Owen says, "All right, I'm done up here. I'm gonna climb down." Mm-hmm. He makes about halfway. Um. Shane uh, climb, starts climbing down, too. They fight inside, the mm-hmm. and Owens is the one that goes to the announce table. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, while the EMTs check on Owens, Shane climbs down, sits at the foot of the, the cell, thinks about going for the pin, picks Owens up, puts him on another announce table, looks up. We're getting the elbow off the cage yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. So he climbs up. Again, people start freaking out. Nobody wants yeah. to see somebody die. No. Shane um, goes for the elbow. hmm
1: Sammy Zayn pops up out of nowhere,
2: magically appears, yeah. and helps Kevin Owens get off
1: that table. Shane crashes through the table, misses the elbow again, and you see—you can see the replay of it. Sammy makes his move right as Shane leaps off, and doing a sit- after all that, I would imagine doing a sit-up. And I'm not talking about Kevin Owens' shape necessarily, but for anybody who has even the toughest of core muscles, after what they've just been through, doing a sit-up in that, like, less than a second, and getting out of the way of Shane crashing down, you know, not even talking about, same Zayn having to come in and execute, like, oh, get him out of the way just in time. They executed this to perfection in front of 20,000 people, whatever yeah. it was, yeah. 17,000 people. I cannot stress how amazing that sequence was. The timing was. was impeccable. It was fantastic. And the fact that Shane, at this point still, I mean, how you, anybody's able to do it in the first place, you got to think about, like, the coordination it takes—twenty feet up in the air—you look down and you have to hit a, a, a section of the table that's like what, this, maybe a little bit bigger. Yeah. It's like we've seen the, the the gif of that one fella. Oh, I know. Who came down tried to hit a table and just splatted in front of it. Yeah. I mean the the the, the measure the the margin of error here is so thin. Yeah, I know, it's I know. insane that he I hit know. it again, and they had apparently the tables were like double padded or something. Oh, like that. Triple okay. padded, um, which you know helps. But it's know, not going to keep it from it's hurting. still, Something you know. The dude lands on hurting. his shoulder. Oh my god!
2: Well, yeah. no, that, that's what WWE posted that he had a uh, separated shoulder, broken ribs, <laughs> and neck trauma. How much of that is
1: right? 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 Kayfabe? Right. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah.
2: Um. So, anyways, uh, EMTs immediately come out check on Shane. Mm-hmm. Um, Sammy's still kind of selling the, the 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 moment look on his face is obviously what did I just do? Yeah. But then he takes Owens, drags him over to Shane, um, rolls Shane over, mm-hmm. places Owens on top of him, and gets on the ref, says, get down there
1: and count this pinfall. And he does it in a very rough manner. So instantly everybody, and the ref does, uh, Kyoto or Nate, I forget who. Yeah, it's Kyota. Uh, yeah, uh, counts three, and uh, Kevin Owens is your winner. Um, he's helped to the back, and Shane is stretchered out. And the, they they cut to a couple of close-ups of Sami Zayn, which is this great look of of there's Con, conflict, yes,
2: internal conflict going on.
1: And so it begs the question: I I do not see this as a straight up Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens on the same page heel turn type thing. It's going to be very interesting. Number one, I really would love to know whose idea this was, where this storyline is headed. Was it because I would be so I would be I would be not surprised at all if this. If Kevin Owens sort of came up with any of this, from what I understand, he was him and, and El Generico used to help each other out in terms of bookings and storylines and stuff on the indie yeah, circuit. Yeah, it wouldn't. And I've always thought to myself, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Kevin Owens, once he reaches a certain level, is going to try to reach down and bring Sami Zayn up with him. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if this is that moment could be where we're going to get not just oh hey we're a couple of evil heels now, it's Sami Zayn. And Kevin Owens, who are essentially family, and in the lead-up to the Sami Zayn has always been there, and he's always stressed that this was the guy that was my ride-or-die, and I will never, and, and, and I know him. And if he's able to do the things that he did to me, Shane, what do you think he's going to do to you? Yeah. But the stress was always on, this was my best friend, mm-hmm. and that trumps everything. Yeah. And I think that's what the story's going to be. I just don't know where they're going to take it. And I know. It also throws a wrench. I don't know about throws a wrench, but it definitely takes the, if they do want to send Kevin Owens to Raw, now is not the time. Oh, no, that's not going to happen. Now is not, that's the not the gonna time. happen. So we have to get through something with this. I don't know if it's yeah, going to be a tag not, team between these two guys. Kevin Owens isn't going to Raw anytime soon. The, the bottom line is everybody, if you want some fan service, which we're getting right now on Raw with the Shield, if you want that amount of fan service on SmackDown, you're going to team these guys up. Somehow, some way, you're going to get them on the same page without compromising their characters. Yes. And because that's what people want to see. They want to see these guys on the same page. Ever since, you know, for the first 10 minutes of Kevin Owens and NXT, he was best friends with him. And that's yeah. what people want to see. Yeah. And from then on, it's been, you know. It's just been fighting. At odds. Yep. But I, I do not see them straight up turning Sammy heel. I think... There'll be layers. Depth. I don't know. I, there's going to be layers and depth, and I I don't know what. And in this case, I love that I don't know what I'm looking. I'm actually Agreed. really looking forward to Tuesday. Agreed. So it should be coolly cool. It should be. I'm looking forward to it. Yep. Anyways, um, is that it? That's it. That's, That's the show. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We really, really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye.